0: You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we mentioned yesterday that if an animal is designated as a Pesach, but then for some reason we can't sacrifice it, we don't know what to do with it. We can't use it for any other purpose, but we can't destroy it. So we leave it to graze. Until it becomes unfit, essentially until it acquires some kind of blemish and then we can sell it. And once we sell it, we convert it into money, basically. And then we can use that to buy some other kind of sacrifice. So that's the principle. If there's one animal involved, one animal involved. But what if there are a bunch of animals involved? And that's the question which the Mishnah now um, progresses to in in the eighth Mishnah of the ninth chapter. So we're close to the end of the ninth chapter. And now we're gonna have all kinds of other mix-ups, but big mix-ups. Some Pesach became mixed up with other kinds of sacrifices. And this is, I think, the kind of stuff that Michael was talking about yesterday afternoon. What, how do we, once we've designated an animal We've designated an animal. How do we make sure we don't lose track of it? Well, okay, we could paint it maybe or we could tie a string to its horns. But if for some reason, if something goes wrong and this Pesach gets mixed up with other sacrifices, we're in big trouble because effectively all of them become unfit. We don't know what to do with any of them. And that's just, that's the essence of the Mishnah. Ha-Pesach shnit ha-reb kul'an niru ad they all graze. They are all set aside. They all graze until they become unfit. Ve and then we just sell them. So what are we going to do with the money? Well, of course, the Mishnah is very aware that these animals might have had different cash values. So we have a bunch of animals here. Maybe one of them is worth two zuz, and the other two and a half zuz, and the next one three zuz. We're going to go out and buy a replacement for each kind of sacrifice. But how much are we going to spend? Because we don't know which is which. Maybe the animal worth threes was the Pesach. Maybe the animal worth threes was the shlamim. We don't know what the situation is. And that's why the Mishnah says, So for this particular sacrifice, He's going to buy something of the value of the best of the pack. And he's going to re- repeat this. And for he's going to buy a replacement worth the price, the best of them, for that type too. And so he goes on. Each type that he replaces is replaced at the value of the best of them. They have Sid Hamotar Mi Beitok. And he basically loses, <laughs> he loses the change from his household, from his own. He's messed up, basically. And maybe, you know, if, if these animals are worth one Zuz, two Zuz and three Zuz, in total, he's only going to get six Zuz when he sells them. But when he buys back, he's going to have to spend nine Zuz because he's going to have to buy a three animal three times, one for each of them the types of sacrifice which is missing, because we don't know which is which. We don't know. Now, what about, and this is a special situation that Mishnah jumps into, what if it became mixed up with firstborns? So we have a bunch of firstborn lambs, or maybe even just one firstborn lamb, and our Pesach gets mixed up with it. Rabbi Shimon Omer, I mean, it could be a bunch, by the way. Let's imagine a bunch. Rabbi Shimon Omer, im chavurat kohanim yochelu. If this group, remember, we're going to form a group to eat the Pesach sacrifice. If this is a group of kohanim, let them eat them. And by the way, yochelu, let them eat. And by the way, they're going to have to eat all of them. All of them. Let's just remind ourselves about a mishnayin zavachim, which... We've brought before when we've been talking about the Pesach, sacrifice and the timing, and we say this is part of Shacharet. So it might be familiar. The firstborn, the tithes, and the Pesach are Kalim. they kind of, they're not very holy. And then a lot of the conditions are the same. Their slaughter is anywhere in the temple courtyard. Their blood requires one placement, providing he places on the base of the altar. So we can treat the we can treat the B'chor and the Mas, and the B'chor and the Pesach in the same way. Providing, of course, that the B'chor has to be eaten by priests. But we've said this is a group of priests, right? They're entitled to eat the B'chor. So the Mishnah continues. It's only eaten at night and it's only eaten until midnight and it's only eaten by its registrants. And it's only eaten roasted. But all these could apply to a Bechor. They could all apply to a firstborn. So to get back to our Mishnah, if this Pesach becomes mixed up with B'chorot, with firstborns, if it's a group of Kohanim, well, they can just eat away, right? Because providing they finish them, I mean, there might be a lot to eat. It depends how many get mixed up. But providing that they finish eating by, by midnight, and they, they eat it roast, and they, you know, they fulfill all the other requirements of the pesta, they can actually eat the whole bunch of animals. And by the way, and it, it's a fascinating idea from Rabbi Shimon, by the way, the Rambam explains that the halakha does not go according to Rabbi Shimon. The sages will treat this just like the first case. So the halakha doesn't go according to Rabbi Shimon, but the Mishnah crystallizes his view, because the Mishnah will always crystallize the views of the minority opinion, even if we don't go according to the minority. In this case, of course, is a fascinating opinion. And it's lovely to be able to, to, to just think about what it means and to, and to consider it. Now, what if rather than getting uh, mixed up, what if rather than getting this Pesach, rather than getting mixed up, in other sacrifices what if it just gets lost so this this goat or this sheep you see why there's a song right about a sheep at the end of the seder service or a goat sorry it's a goat chad, gad, yeah. what if this goat gets lost so we've got a chaburah we've got a company remember we said it's in the mishnines of achim that the pesach can only be eaten Le Mignano it can only be eaten by its company. It can only be eaten by the group who've signed up, who've agreed that they're gonna eat this Pesach. So, haburashi avad pischa, so we got this company, and they had a Pesach once, once they had a Pesach, but they lost it, they lose it before it is slaughtered, clearly, we're gonna to come to this later. So they lose it before it's slaughtered go and find it and slaughter it on our behalf you are our agent so they make making the agent but and here's the but they're not quite confident he's going to find this Pesach and of course they have a mitzvah to perform so what are they going to do so the guys in the group They've sent one of them off to look for their Pesach. But in the background, they go and they get a different goat. <laughs> and they find a different goat and they slaughter it. And they take it. So, sorry. So this guy they appoint the agent, goes and finds their Pesach and slaughters it. But they don't have confidence. And they also take an animal and slaughter it. So now, this chavurah, this company, has gone from having no Pesach at all, because they lost their Pesach, to having two, and they've both been slaughtered. So what are they going to do? Can they eat one? Can they eat the other? What's the halacha? <speaking in Hebrew> if his was slaughtered first, he eats it, and they eat with him. Because once his was slaughtered, remember he's the agent for the group, that becomes the Pesach. That becomes the Pesach. And if um, theirs was slaughtered first, the im heim the ochel mishiloh. If theirs was slaughtered first, well, okay, they can eat theirs. They designated it for their own. He can eat his because he, he was part of the group. He was appointed as an agent of the group. So far, so good. What if we don't know which is first? Now it's a problem because we don't know really which is the real pesah Maybe we don't know which was first. Or, Maybe they were both slaughtered simultaneously. Anyway, the point is we don't know which is which. He can eat his because he's designated as agent. They can't eat his. Because if theirs were slaughtered first, then they don't belong to his pesta. They can't eat it. So what do they do? You have to burn, they have to burn this. Because they don't really know whether their Pesach is valid or not. It's depending on whether it was slaughtered first or second. And they, as it happens, they don't have to do Pesach Sheni. Because even though they haven't been able to eat the Pesach, they have at least had a Pesach slaughtered. We don't quite know which Pesach was slaughtered for them, whether it was the the one, that, the first one or the second, but some Pesach has been slaughtered for them. So they're not, they're exempt from keeping Pesach shame. And what if he says, well, what if he gives them slightly different language? So, So he goes to look and they make him an agent. But he also makes them an agent so we've got a kind of bilateral agent relationship here so they make him an agent to find their pasach and he says to them oh yeah look if i'm late if i'm late just go and find one and slaughter it so they are now an agent for him he, he actually he found it he did find it and he slaughtered it this time round and and they did the same thing they found one and they slaughtered it. And in this situation, we'd have two, basically two kosher <speaking in Hebrew> If theirs was um, slaughtered first, then um, they can eat theirs and he can eat with them because he made them their agent. <speaking in Hebrew> if His was slaughtered first. He can eat of his and they can eat of theirs. Why can they eat of theirs? Because his was a particular, essentially, why do they eat of his? Because he can eat of his because he's mandated via the group to do that. Um, They can eat theirs because he has, they can eat theirs because he has, He's, he's mandated them. He's mandated them. He said, look, if I'm late, you can go and slaughter. If they don't know which is which, or they were stored simultaneously, um, if they don't know which is which, they can still eat theirs. He doesn't eat with them. And his has to go and get burnt. Because he's made them an agent for him, and it's not certain what the status—it's not certain what the status of his pesetas is. He's in an opposite situation to the first group. Perhaps theirs was slaughtered first, in which in which case he should be eating theirs, or perhaps his was slaughtered first, in which case he should be eating his. But he doesn't know which to eat, so he doesn't eat either of them, and of course his is sent out for burning. Amar lahem ve'amru lo, if they both designated each other, ochlin kula mina rishon, they all eat from the first one. Ve'im eino yodo nishchat if they don't know which is which, they both get burnt. Lo amar lahem ve'lo amru lo, einan achra'in zet laze, if he doesn't say something to them, and they don't say something to him, then neither one is responsible for the other. So in other words, effectively what they do, what they slaughter, they eat, and there's no interplay between the two groups. So what are we learning? Well, first of all, we're learning that intention is vital. Second, we're learning that the group is vital. And we've mentioned this before. Pesah is a moment of unity. It's a group activity. It's not something that we can just perform on our own. And it's quite different from other meats, bot, you know, if you need to read the Magilla, you can just grab a Magilla. You know, if there's no one around, you could just take a Magilla and read it. Pestach is different. You do pestach in a group. And then, and of course, as we've said before, once you're in that group, you know, intention and designation are absolutely vital. And if an animal is not intended to be used in a certain way or designated in a certain way, then it it just becomes invalid. And we'll see more of this in the next two Mishnayot, which we'll cover tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.